Hi, I'm Elder Shanina Walker, and thank you for joining us today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Wrap program, we're going to be concluding with our two-part sermon entitled, God Sees, For He Alone Is God. Maybe you're out there today, and you've been going through a situation or a circumstance in your life, and you've been wondering, asking the question again and again, God, do you see me? God, do you hear me? I just stop by to encourage you today to let you know that God sees you. Why? Because he alone is God. There is nothing too hard for God. So sit back and enjoy the conclusion of this two-part sermon. It is already in progress. Know this, that we are in prevalent times, church. We look around this world and our loved ones that are not saved and the things that seem bleak and we wonder what's next. I come to encourage you that God sees you. God sees your prayers. He will give you favor in the midst of a corrupt nation. He'll give you favor in the midst of a corrupt government. He'll give you favor in the midst of a corrupt city hall. He'll give you favor in the midst of a corrupt city. God sees you, for he alone is God. Number two, God saw David. Let's talk about David. 1 Samuel 16 and 7, somebody here tonight might be feeling like you're the last one that they would choose for the job, the last one that they would choose for the position. Well, I just want to encourage you, just like God saw David, the youngest out of Jesse's son, and chose him out of his seven older brothers, the least of them, he's about to set you up. Surely to Samuel, their countenance was right. Their height was right. But God said not so. He didn't want them. First Samuel 16 and 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on his height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord sees not as a man seeth. For man looketh at the but the Lord looketh at the heart. So here's Samuel looking at all these older brothers, hallelujah. No doubt they were good looking and handsome because the Bible said that David was good to look upon. So I'm sure if he came from the same lines, he wasn't no ugly fella. Them, them, them older brothers probably were real handsome, real fine, tall, built, looking all good. The Bible say they were, uh, the, don't look at their stature. He told Samuel, don't look at their height. So they were tall men. They, they looked like they'd have been good to be chosen for king. He said, no, that's not the one. He asked Jesse, he began to ask, do you got anybody else? He said, yeah, I got a little boy out there somewhere in the field. While man is so busy trying to sum you up, hallelujah, trying to find a reason why in their eyes to not qualify you for the position, God is moving some things around in your favor. God sees you. Don't worry about the people because you know in whom you serve, and he alone is God. God positioned David and was setting him up, training him while in the field, tending to the sheep. I'm sure his brothers thought he was just out there sitting, watching his sheep, twiddling his thumbs. David had already killed a lion and a bear before he was even faced with the Philistine Goliath, the enemy of God. Just like David, I'm sure your enemies are sitting around talking about how she qualified, how he qualified. He ain't been here long enough. He ain't done this. He ain't done that. He, she don't do I don't see him doing this, and I don't see him doing that. Well, they don't look like this. They don't dress like this. They don't act like this. They too loud. They too country. They ain't city enough. They ain't proper enough. God has already called David and equipped David and certified David 
David was just waiting to be anointed for the position. So let them talk. Let them have their click circles, hallelujah. Let them say whatever they want to say, hallelujah. Because God sees you. God sees your work. While David's brothers were thinking that he was just out there in the field daydreaming, David was being trained for leadership. Every day he was leading the sheep from the field to the field. He was watching over them, uh, uh, learning how to protect them from the beasts of the field, from those predators in the field, hallelujah. No doubt in my mind, hallelujah, David was out there watching over them, counting each and every one of them, hallelujah. He was being led to be a king, hallelujah. He was being led to be a warrior, hallelujah. God was training him. He was in training in the field, but they didn't see that. Them brothers, all they saw was him every day. He, all right, David, see you later. Probably laughing, joking, because ain't no telling what they was doing. They might have been really in battle and practicing to be big soldiers and, and all this good stuff. But little runt David, every day he got these stinking sheep. David out there with the stinking sheep. They think he was out there doing nothing. David was out there getting prepared. They couldn't see that. That's why they were so shocked <laughs> when, they, when he got chosen. Because he didn't look like they thought it was supposed to look. But God wasn't looking at David's statue. God was looking. Ah, shut up, boss. Sir. God was looking at David's heart. He wasn't looking at David's degrees and how long he'd been on the place. He was looking at his heart. Better be careful when we bring people in our lives, in our circle, in our family, in our homes. Listen who you get advice and counsel from. Because just because they look the part don't mean nothing. What's going on in that wicked heart that's deceitfully wicked above all things? Do they have a pure heart? Do they have a repentance heart? Because we all mess up and see and it comes short of the glory of God. But do you have enough sense to go back and repent? Or do you just keep doing what you're doing thinking you're getting away? Because God sees. David was working hard and faithfully watching over those sheep. Hebrews 6 and 10 says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which he have showed towards his which you have showed towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. God sees. There's many gods, but we gotta learn the names of our God. Because we go call God, and nowadays there's so many gods. What God are you talking to? We gotta we gotta specify. You gotta make it clear. I'm talking about Elo. I'm talking about Elohim. I'm talking about El Shaddai. I'm talking about El Jehovah Rapha. Elohim. Number three, God sees your enemy. Just like God knew David would one day fight Goliath, he prepared him, and he's preparing you. God sees your enemy before you see them. Deuteronomy 20 and 4 says, For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. He already saw him coming. He going with you. And guess what? He going to fight for you, and he going to save you. The battle is not yours. This battle that we in, these are spiritual warfare times. These ain't no physical battles that you can fight with your hand. You got to fight battles on your knees. Spiritual warfare times. Spiritual warfare. But know we are safe from all alarms. No matter what buttons get pushed, you best believe that you're safe from all alarms. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. If he decide he want to take me home today, I'm going home. I, I don't like when people give people false hope. 
I mean, I'm all for hope. I'm all for faith. And I believe God can do anything but fail. When people are sick and people might have cancer, people might have a sentence to die, sometimes we can make people feel like they ain't good enough or they ain't done it. You need to have faith. You just need to pray. You just need to trust God more. You just need to, I don't care how much they have faith. I don't care how much they trust God. He said our days are numbered. We already ordained. He already know the time that he has chosen for you to come and the time he done chosen for you to go. So I done start. When people ask me to pray, I say, God, your will be done. I love you. I don't want you to leave, but I'm praying God will be done. Because God knows. Because it ain't about us. It ain't, all, it ain't about us. We, we here, and it's okay if we stay here. It's a wonderful thing because as Paul began to say, I'm going to work. I'm, I'm, he said, I'm torn. I don't know whether to go or whether to stay. If I stay, I'm going to glorify God, but I want to go and I want to be with God. So we don't, you know, you right down the middle, hallelujah. So we don't know what's going on in a person. We don't know if, the, if this person has done all that they need to do for God. And it's time for them to go home. Because if God take them now, we can't see the 150,000 or the 10,000 that might get saved after they're gone. And God has to move things out of our lives. God has to move people out of our lives. We begin to use people as crutches. We begin to use people as weights. And they begin to weight us down. So I'm telling you, God has to move things sometimes. And we don't know whose life been affected by God moving. So we can't get mad with God when he allow your mother to die, your father, your child, your sister, your brother. Because we don't know what God needs to shift and move around to get you to where he needs you to be. Because it's not about you. God sees. Second Kings 17 and 39. But the Lord your God, ye shall fear. And he shall deliver you out of the hands of all your enemies. We shall fear the Lord only and not man. Don't fear what man can do to us. Only fear God. That's one thing say right away that I, I don't worry about man. I don't worry about what people say about me. I don't care what they think about me. Why? Because I'm no longer there. I'm not doing that. Maybe as I was still in it, I feel condemned about it and I would care, but I could care less. And I think that's why God is a, a, a able to use me like he do because he know I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He know I'm not afraid to tell or to say what he tell me to say. Always had a big mouth. I said it when I was in the world. Why would I not get over here on God's side and sit down when somebody can be delivered and set free and sit on testimonies and sit on a, 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 a victories that he has blessed me to come through. Trying to be cute or trying to uh, keep a certain image for the people. God lift up and God tear down and God will take you where he want to take you because he ain't looking at the outer appearance like man. God is looking at that pure heart. And that's where God will lift us up and judge us according to our heart. Jeremiah said, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. He sees our enemy. Don't be afraid of their faces because I'm with you. I'm going to deliver you. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about the situation or the circumstance or those that's coming against you, hallelujah. Trouble on every hand. You turn this way. Somebody got something to say. You turn that way. Somebody got something to say. You ain't good enough if you do this, if you do that. Somebody got something to say. If you be quiet, what's wrong with you? If you're talking too much, you're talking too much. People going to always have something to say. The first lesson as a Christian is get over people. Because if you don't, you will forever be running, running, running. You will be... You're stuck. You're going to always be running from church to church to church, one devil after another devil after another devil. That's why we can stay in one church so long. 
Because I got over people a long time ago. I don't care how you look at me. I don't care what you say about me. I really don't care. All I care about is, is God pleased with me? God sees your affliction. He saw the children of Israel affliction in Exodus. And the Lord said, surely I have seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. Not only does God see, God hears. He said, I heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. God sees, God hears, God knows. God sees, God hears, God knows. God see, God hears, God knows. Tell yourself, God see me, God hear me, God knows all about it. God saw Hagar's affliction. He saw Hagar's affliction. Hagar called him Elroy. El mean God, strong one, powerful, the any God. Roy means one who watches over like a shepherd. Elroy. She said, I've seen God who sees me. She called the name of God and he spoke to her and said, Thou God seeth me. For she said, Have I also looked after him that seeth me? I've seen him because he sees me. Hallelujah. Hagar saw God's mercy and submitted to him. God sees your affliction. Psalms 34 19 says, Many are righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of all of them. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but our God, the Lord, will deliver us out of all of them. Many, not one, many are our afflictions. One after the other, one after the other. By the time you get out of one, here come another. Then you get out of one, here come another. Many are the affliction. But just know we have a deliverer who can deliver us out of all of them. And the one I love the most, the last one I've seen, God sees your tears. Because I'm a crier. Everybody know me, I cry all the time. I'm like, this is the one I got in tear ducts left to cry. I've been crying since I first got saved. I cried so much and preached down in Georgia. They called me the weeping prophet. They called me Jeremiah because I cry and I preach and I preach and I cry and I cry and I still cry. Once I said, Lord, I don't want to cry so much. Can I stop crying? Psalms 56 and 8. Thou numbers keep track of my wanderings. In other words, my sorrow. He records my misery. He's keeping track of your sorrow, your misery. Everything that you're going through, God is keeping track of it. It's a wonderful thing. He said, put thou my tears into thy bottle. He listed my tears in his book. He said, are they not in your book? So every tear that you have ever shed, that you're shedding right now, late in the midnight hour that nobody can see, God sees. For he alone is God. And each one of those tears, he bottled it up. He's got a list of them in his book. God sees. God sees you right where you are. He knows all about your trouble. Right where you are. Just like he told Ishmael, he said, God saw the lad where he was. Nobody didn't have to fix it up. He didn't have to jump. He didn't have to hop. God saw him right where he was. God sees you right where you are. He know where you are. He know the situation you're in. He know the circumstance you're in. He know that you ain't perfect. He know you ain't made it yet. But he sees you right where you are. He's not expecting you to be grown up in Christ. He's not expecting you to be a giant. I remember the scripture says, 
Because we always want people to be perfect. We just want everybody to just be great and nobody never do anything wrong. And I remember reading the scripture say, live a decent life. When I began to look up decent, God just wants you to live a decent life. He ain't asked you to be perfect. Just be decent. He said, live a decent life. I was like, wow. Okay. Just live decent. Just do right. Decent. We know what decent is. Decent in an order. Proper. Decent. You ain't got to be the, be the bishop. That's bishop's calling right now. Just live decent. Do the right thing. There are things that are done that no one will ever see. Things that you do, things that you go through. There are costly sacrifices that you're making and you've made that no one may never understand. For the person who's going the extra mile to only face, hallelujah, fatigue, tiredness, weariness, God sees you. For the single mother who's trying to provide for her children and keep her sanity at the same time, God sees you. For the minister who gives so much with seemingly so little in return, God sees you. When you feel misunderstood or alone in the service of serving others for the glory of God, God sees you in secret and he will reward you openly. God sees you for he alone is God. What an encouraging word from the Lord letting us know that no matter it is what we're facing in our life, he is the God who sees us right where we are. God, we thank you for assuring us through your word that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God, we just love you today. Why? Because you first love us, God. We thank you, God, that you thought it not robbery to give your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. So God, is there anyone out there today, God, that is under the sound of my voice that may not know you in the pardon of their sins? God, we pray today that they will accept you into their life as Lord and Savior. God, come into their hearts, oh God. Give them a new life in you, Father. Lord, we just praise you and we glorify you. God, we know, God, that we are mighty in you, that there is nothing too hard for you, God. Lord, we just love you. We praise you today. We thank you for your son, Jesus. For if it had not been for him on our side, where would we be? Lord, we just ask all these blessings in your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, we'd like to take this time to thank each and every one of you for listening to our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. We want you to continue to listen to our future broadcasts. Also, if you're listening to us by way of podcast and you're not a follower of us on Facebook, we do encourage you to go to our Facebook page and follow us at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. Also, you can listen to us at Yasha Ministry on Twitter. We just thank each and every one who take the time out to support this ministry. Again, we just say thank you. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until the next time, have a blessed day.